one. Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey, Listen Games cast. This is episode 96, and we are very excited to be with you today. Breaking news, covering the breaking news of, uh... <laughs> Pokemon! <that> gotta <laughs> catch them all! Exactly. Sorry for our terrible rendition of that song, but we are here. It is Tuesday, May 29th, and I think about three hours ago, the Pokemon company, Out of Nowhere, revealed ton of pokemon news that we're going to be covering on the show today oh, yes the show is perfect timing like we yeah. couldn't have uh <laughs> started recording exactly. at a better time they so. announced basically almost three new games and gave a lot of details on two of them that are both out in 2018 so that'll be a lot of fun um you're probably listening to this and know what we're going to talk about but we'll share our impressions <laughs> on that and then we hey, have this a bunch is probably of... one of the first podcasts that you're listening to that is talking about pokemon since yes. like it literally just got announced so yes our hopefully. impressions are very fresh Exactly, exactly. Um, before we get into that, we do have a couple other news stories we wanted to cover. Um, just so, you know, if you don't like Pokemon or if it's not your thing, there's something <laughs> on the show for you. Um, so, first one off here is the Battlefield Five reveal. This was revealed last Thursday, and uh, it's called Battlefield Five. It's not Battlefield V or Battlefield Victory or anything like that. Um <laughs> They had a live stream numeral on five. Thursday. Yeah, it's set in World War II, so the rumors were true, like everyone was saying. Um, and so there was kind of a lot of outrage. Is that correct, Jeff? With this yeah. reveal, um, I personally, I've never really been into the Battlefield series. I've kind of dabbled in a couple of the games that like played them with friends and stuff. Simmerster Fields, you know, he's a big Battlefield fan, um, but. Battlefield 5, I watched the trailer and I thought it looked pretty cool. Like it kind of had this almost kind of God of War like camera angle in the trailer where it was just like kind of one big long continuous shot going in and out of like kind of cutscenes and gameplay. And it was very kind of like shaky cam and like, you know, you get knocked onto the floor and like stuff like that. And like it's very, um, I think, trying to really put you in the moment, which looks pretty cool. Um, so very action heavy, but a lot of the, I think, battlefield hardcore um fan base was kind of upset about this reveal thinking it looked almost kind of like too much like actiony and like not realistic enough and you know the devs even went out and said you know like we're we're trying to you know tell some cool stories in world war ii that haven't really been touched on a lot in video games yet but we're still prioritizing you know fun over just really being realistic and historically accurate and so they are definitely taking some liberties with the whole world war ii um, setting and genre like i mean the the cover art has like a woman on the cover who has like a robot kind of claw arm which is like okay like it's okay if you want to put a woman on the cover like there were you know female soldiers in world war ii but like why not pick base it off someone who actually was a real life soldier like why make this crazy lady with a claw arm that was not really in world war ii so i don't know it seems kind of interesting um i think gameplay wise though it looks pretty cool yeah, I thought the trailer they showed looked really, really cinematic. Like, yeah, like totally. you talked like about how, yeah, totally. Like, it was really focusing on. It kind of went through various different cuts where it showed um, this guy kind of running through, and he dived through a window, and then turned around and had to shoot someone who was shooting at him. Um, so I didn't think it looked really interesting. I like the idea of going back to World War Two. Um, obviously, the last Battlefield they released was World War One, and this is, you know, the 
we had Call of Duty, but the last actual like big huge Battlefield game we had set in World War Two was I don't even know when. It's it's been a long time. So yeah, very I think long that... ago. Battlefield nineteen forty two, I feel, which was what yeah. two thousand four, two thousand five, something yeah. like that. Over ten years at least. Yes. Um, so lot I I'm very curious to see more. I guess um, I feel like both of the Call of Duty reveal the week before and then this one. Um, I feel like they both kind of got hyped up a lot and ended up just kind of saying, hey, here's this game, look at a trailer for it, and we didn't... I'm sure we'll know a lot more at E3, but it's, like, kind of a letdown when a company hypes up their reveal a lot, and then you're like, oh, okay, (laughs) cool. For sure, I feel like both these reveals could have just been, like, drop the E3 trailer in with, like, maybe a quick, you know follow up with like one of the developers or something like on an E3 stage like Like, these didn't need to be their own events yeah they didn't need to be their own events they didn't need to invite a ton of people to come to them like they could have done something more Nintendo Direct style where like a couple days before they're like hey they start teasing the game or teasing the reveal or something like that and then drop a quick quick video or a couple videos and let the internet get excited because they weren't expecting it versus you know inviting a lot of people and spending a bunch of money and and all that so yeah yep you definitely get, I think, more attention, but you also get a lot more criticism as well if you yes. go go that route. So yep. it's a you know interesting situation, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Battlefield Five and uh, you know Call of Duty uh, both uh, end up turning out. Uh, both look somewhat interesting, and uh, you know Battlefield still going for a what looks like a cinematic single player mode, and Call of Duty, you know, inf- infamously uh, scrapping the single player and in, uh, in favor of more of a battle royale. So um, no battle. Royale mode for Battlefield yet as of now, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see uh, see how things shape out uh, when uh, Fault comes around. Yep, yep, we'll have to wait and see. Cool. Well, before we move on, I realized I didn't actually introduce ourselves, so I'm Nathan Wagner. <laughs> uh, I just got yeah. so excited by Pokemon, and uh, joining me, Jeff Jeffrey Morris, as you've heard him talking, I'm sure if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know who he is. Rob, of course, is uh, unfortunately had some stuff come up once again, so he wasn't able to join us, but. Uh, I know he's he's with us in his heart. So I know he he was in like a, a meeting for like work, and uh, all this Pokemon stuff like started happening like right when he went to his meeting. You know, we're we're group messaging in our messaging group like, oh my gosh, Pokemon! Look at all these things! And I'm just like, man, Rob is gonna be so confused when he gets out of his meeting and sees, wait, they announced three Pokemon games. What what did I miss? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, yeah, you we'll, we'll have to get I'll have to get his impressions next week for sure. Yes. Well, kind of to go along with the Pokemon news, uh, Nintendo announced last week right after we finished recording the show actually that a dockless switch would be sold in japan um and this is by nintendo so it comes uh without the dock without a power cord or charging cable or anything like that and it's roughly 226 dollars is what it translates to in american dollars um i forget what the yen price is yeah so about 70 75 bucks off um and the interesting thing here is like you said it doesn't come with like an ac charge so like if you're like man i really want to get a switch but like you know, I want to get one that's cheaper, but like this isn't an option for you. Like you will literally have to go buy an AC adapter, which is probably going to set you back. I think the first Nintendo ones I think like twenty, thirty bucks. The ones from Nintendo, I believe, are thirty dollars right now. Um, yeah, and so, with like how much charging cables have kind of like bricked switches like recently and stuff, like because they haven't been like certified by Nintendo and they don't provide the right power like voltage. Like I highly, highly recommend only using like the Nintendo like USB ones. So like really this is only for people who are wanting to get a second switch like in their household. So like, you know, a switch for, you know, your wife or your kids or something like that. Like I think this is really who this second switch is being marketed to. Or I guess yeah. the two people who are going to buy, you know, both 
editions of Pokemon. Yes, and this is the, <laughs> the people you go to at GameStop and you see they're buying both editions of Pokemon and like, oh yeah, it's just me, but I need both editions. <laughs> I bought another extra 3DS just so I could transfer my Pokemon back and forth and make sure I kept the, catch them all. That's exactly who this is for. Um, yeah. And Nintendo has said as much uh, that this is basically for people, for if they're looking to add another Switch. And right now they said this isn't going to be um, coming to the U.S. Like at least this iteration of the dockless switch they're not planning on bringing it over to the u.s this is just for japan um the cool thing is you can pick what color joy cons you want to order yeah so you basically order cool. it online right and you can cho- choose what yeah color you get this customized like little slim red nintendo box that just literally just has like the tablet like the switch console with two little joy cons and they're like nothing else in the box and you get to choose any combination of two joy cons so that's super cool nintendo's never really officially offered really joy con choices like that like individually so I think that's really cool. I'd love to see that just be a feature um, normally, like, you know, have an online shop where you can customize and order any set of two Joy-Con. I think that would be super cool. But, um, but yeah, so about 230 bucks. I think this will come to America eventually. Um, I, I think when it comes to America, I think they might put a charging cable in the box, or I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, that's a good point. They, they probably um, will at least throw in the, the charge yeah. cable, maybe take the dock out, maybe for 250 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think at least by next year when, like, the the next, like, mainline Pokemon games coming out, like, there's going to be a ton of people who are going to just want to get Pokemon and play it on the handheld just like they did with 3DS. So, like, it makes sense to put another, I think, um, Switch bundle out in the next year or so. so. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure as the – well, although Nintendo just announced the new two, that new 2DS today that looks oh, absolutely <laughs> – oh, that it Zelda Hylian awesome. Shield 2DS looks really cool. Yeah, that's the funny thing about announcing Pokemon today. Nintendo, like, announced a brand new, like, Nintendo 2DS XL, like, comes with Link Between Worlds, one of the best 3DS games, and, like, this beautiful, one of the coolest, like, special edition-looking handhelds, like, ever made by Nintendo. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, man, we wanted Pokemon news, and oh, Pokemon news as well. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You can have yeah, everything. That, that does yeah. Um, Jeff, you want to tell us about this uh, next story? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Apparently, on Bethesda's uh, Twitch channel, they apparently started streaming, and the stream is literally just a camera set up in front of a TV and a bobblehead. So it's like the little, like, Fallout, you know, like, bobble, or I don't, I don't know his name, the Fallout dude, the you know, Fallout the blonde guy. hair. I forget his, yeah, the, his actual the name. Little, the yeah. little Fallout Pip-Boy guy, and he is on a bobblehead giving, like, a thumbs up. In the background, you see a TV that says, please stand by. And it's just a live stream with that, a live video. And it started this morning, and people are getting so excited, thinking, oh, wait, what? Are they announcing a new Fallout game? Like, oh, they're saying stand by. Are they going to do Fallout 5? Like, what's going on? And at this point, it's, like, steadily over 100,000 people just watching the stream, waiting for something to happen. Like, I think it hit over 140,000 viewers at one point earlier today. And so um, most people are guessing by, you know, sometime mm-hmm. tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning, there's going to be some type of announcement that they're going to be putting out, which I think is really odd because – Rage 2 just got announced by Bethesda in front of E3, and Bethesda is having a press conference at E3, and you would think something like Fallout 5 would be like a, or is, is it Fallout 5 or Fallout 6? Fallout 5. Fallout 5 would be the next it is one fine. in order. Yeah, so you'd think a new Fallout game would be something they would announce at their E3 conference, but uh, I, mean, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. <laughs> I, I Actually, I'm not surprised because you saw with Rage 2 how they did tease it beforehand and then show release the kind of reveal trailer and then release the gameplay trailer a day later and when they revealed fallout 4 actually they had like a website 
and it had the timer ticking down. And then oh, really? they actually released a full trailer for Fallout 4 before uh, Fallout came out. And then they kind of did like a whole gameplay demo and spent a lot more time on it um, during their E3 press conference and live stream. So gotcha. it doesn't surprise me. I think it's just a way for to get your game in the news a little bit more because there's not so much going around as yeah. at E3. And we're seeing um, that more and more now. Like <laughs> Battlefield, Call of Duty, now uh, Pokemon. You yeah. Know. yeah. More so. and more companies want to have their own time. Yeah. I, so if you are a Fallout fan, definitely uh, be checking uh, online tomorrow or checking uh, checking yeah. that Twitch stream. There's probably going to be something for you there. I I when I f- this first went live, I thought it was going to be Fallout Shelter Two. Like they released a mobile game. Oh yeah, that, yeah. D- that actually like people really enjoyed and liked uh, a couple of years ago when they released Fallout Four. So I thought it was going to be that, but since it's been already over a long time, um, a lot of people are theorizing this is like a remaster of Fallout Three because that. Oh. It was released uh, 10 years ago. It's a 10-year anniversary. Wow. And people are like, oh, this could be a good game to like release on Switch. And they'll probably just put it on Xbox One and uh, PS4 as well. But yeah, we'll, have to, that'd be cool. we'll have to wait and see. I would be shocked if it was Fallout 5 because um, the same team that works on the Elder Scrolls games also makes Fallout. And so they mm. released kinda Fallout rotate. 4. They kind of, yeah, they usually go back and forth. Um, and then there's also rumors going around that they're making a new IP as well. So... We'll have to wait and see what it is. The Fallout doing. bobblehead, so it's something Fallout related. Yes, right? it's definitely Fallout related. <laughs> this is. I just don't think it'll be Fallout Five. I would be very surprised if it was a fully new Fallout game. All right, you heard it here. If they don't announce Fallout Five tomorrow, send your angry tweets to Nathan. Exactly. <laughs> if, oh wait, not not exactly. <laughs> so our last news space before we get into all the Pokemon goodness is uh, this is really exciting. Actually, uh, Mega Man Eleven is coming out October second. Um, they released a game, awesome gameplay trailer, uh, this morning. Um, I saw it yeah, first it on the super promising. Nintendo of America channel, but Nintendo put it out. PlayStation put it out. They basically put it out everywhere at the same time. Um, but Jeff, I know you're a much bigger Mega Man fan than I am. So what did you think of it? Yeah, I think this gameplay trailer looks, uh, remarkably better than the original kind of reveal trailer we got for Mega Man 11, which, you know, got revealed last you know, fall or winter, you know, about six months ago. And the original kind of trailer that was released looked kind of choppy. The animations weren't super smooth. The the running animation looked a little different. It just looked like, eh, like it looks like it could be good, but it kind of looked mighty number nine-ish. Like it, it, it looked like a be... 3DS version of Mega Man, honestly, kind of like yeah, that same did, art style and like impressive. not quite up to par. For sure. And just that it didn't look as smooth as, you know, and precise as you really hope and expect from a Mega Man game. But this new trailer, like, man, just like gets rid of all that. Like it looks super clean, super slick and polished. The art style is really, really amazing. It does this new art style with, you know, the 3D graphics with the, you know, 2.5D gameplay. But it just looks really, really good in motion. Like everything about this game just looks really fun. There's a couple new mechanics with like, um, having a meter with charge shards where you can slow down time and like mix and match different abilities. There's you know all these new enemies, uh, boss enemies to give a sneak peek of a couple of them that all looked really really um, unique and interesting and new. And the music was awesome. So like this seems like the game every Mega Man fan has really been waiting for for forever. The last couple Mega Man games they made were basically just NES style ones, which like okay like they were cool and they felt like the old ones, but like this literally feels like you know the new super mario bros to to mega man you know like taking that old style gameplay but bringing it in with you know a new art style and a new direction for a new audience and i think it's gonna gonna be a pretty cool game 
Yeah, it looks. It got me really interested, and every Mega and Man you're not game a Mega Man fan. I've ever played, like I've just been like, oh my gosh, this game is too hard. I'm not enjoying my time. But I think the art style, like how smooth that looked and how integrated it looked with the gameplay, was really interesting to me. And also, like it just looks like it just looks like a fun game to play. Yeah. And uh, the it's releasing for thirty dollars, so it's not a full price sixty dollar mm-hmm. game. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Which is great, um, especially since it's coming out in the fall among all those other huge, big, heavy hitters. Yeah, for sure. The um, box art for this game too. I'll give a shout out to it's some of the best looking box art I've seen in a while. Like it's, I'm gonna be very tempted just to get this physically, just because the box art looks so great. And uh, yeah, so lots of really, really good art in there um, as well. So yeah, it looks promising. Definitely looks. You know, it's kind of funny that Capcom finally decided to make a Mega Man game because fans have been demanding and actually looks really promising and what fans have wanted and better than mighty number no. nine, which was made by the Mega Man creator. So like, yes. you know, yes. kind of surprising, but it's, it's good. It's a uh, positive. Yeah, so. it'll be good. And if you uh, want to pick this up on switch, they announced a Mega Man 11 amiibo today as well. That oh, looks yeah. really, really cool. It has uh Mega Man looks like he's kind of doing the down. What is the down shot called or whatever? Um, uh, the charge shot, the charge. Yeah. Isn't that what he's doing on the stand? Um, I believe that's the stance he's taking. It looks like he's... Yeah, and it and it's definitely an updated uh, model of Mega Man. It almost kind of looks like a Mega Man X, like with the longer longer limbs and stuff yeah, like that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. very different from the Mega Man from Smash, Smash Amiibo that Smash came out, which, yeah. which is cool. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, yeah, that, that We have no idea out. what that'll actually do. Like, it'll probably have some little bonus or something yeah. with the Switch. Fun version, fact, but... this is actually the third Mega Man Amiibo. There is a Smash Bros. Mega Man Amiibo, and then they made a gold variant of the Smash Bros. What? Mega Man as well that came out in a bundle with the original Mega Man Legacy collection for 3DS. And oh, so wow. This is that is, one uh, really rare? Because I don't think I've yeah, ever seen that before. It is pretty rare. Like I said, it was only in a bundle for the 3DS version yeah. of a collection. So, yeah, this is all new Amiibo. looks really, really cool. Um, and it's cool to see Nintendo continue to partner with third parties to put out some exclusive Amiibos. So, definitely yeah. cool. For sure. Well, we will be looking forward to that along with all the other games that are coming out this fall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of those games got officially announced today. Uh, so, the Pokemon company... I saw this about 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time, Tuesday, May 29th, and they announced, they said, hey, we're doing a Pokemon, I think they called it a Pokemon a press conference, conference, press conference yeah. in Japan, and they're like, we're going to be talking about new Pokemon games, so they announced three things, basically. They announced Pokemon Quest, which is a uh, like mobile-style game that's out on Switch Free right now, and uh, will be out on mobile by the end of June. And then they announced Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which were the rumored games that we had heard rumors of the last few weeks and months, um, which are coming out in November of 2018. And then they also announced they're working on a new generation of Pokemon um, hardcore RPG that is planned to be released in the second half of 2019. So if you're disappointed by kind of this remake going back to Kano thing, don't worry, they're still working on a new generation. <laughs> yes. With all new Pokemon, we I'm have sure they're... three games, and like all three of these games, I think kind of they'll have some overlap, but they all are kind of shooting for a different, really audience and catering to different uh, layers of Pokemon fans, which I think is really smart overall of Pokemon. Just the strategy of these three different games being really different and unique, but all really kind of encompassing everything that makes Pokemon such a big franchise and yeah (laughs) exactly and if like if you're someone who's not into pokemon like maybe you can jump into pokemon quest and if you're interested in that then you maybe progress into let's go and then you'll be ready to go all in with a new pokemon game that comes out yeah 
a year and a half from now or whatever it is. So uh, let's talk about Pokemon Quest first. So this was the first thing they announced. I actually, um, I saw they were doing a live stream on Twitter and I jumped in and saw this game and I was like, oh no, like, is this the Pokemon <laughs> game that's been rumored and everyone has been talking about? Everyone is going to be so mad. There's going to be so much hate because this game is like a blocky style. It almost looks like a Pokemon Minecraft game in its aesthetic. Like, yeah. It's, if you've ever played Crossy Road, it definitely looks very similar to that, like very small, kind of chunky, blocky, pixely characters. Yeah, so it has a really cute Simplistic aesthetic, art style. but it's definitely a mobile game. Um, it did come out right after the Direct on the Switch eShop, so you can it, go on there. I've literally played this game for like an hour, which is yeah, insane. Yeah, I've played it as well. Like, <laughs> a Pokemon um, game got announced and released within, you know, 30 minutes of its announcement, which yeah. is So, nuts. Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about kind of just the basic style of the game, like what you do, what kind of game it is? Yeah, um, so basically in Pokemon Quest, um, you start out, you get to pick a starter, you know, like every Pokemon game ever. Um, I picked I picked Charmander in mine. And basically you go on little expeditions around, I think it's called like Cube Island or something like that. And um, so basically you start off and basically your Pokemon just wanders around on its own. And I was really confused at first because you don't actually like control your Pokemon. He just kind of wanders around the area you're in on his own. He just, you know. Runs yeah, around, finds different... different little enemies. Like you'll find Pidgeys and Weedles to kill first, and literally all you're really doing is just choosing uh, when you want your Pokemon to attack. So you, with my Char- Charmander, I could do either Fire Spin or Scratch, and so I would just choose one of those two attacks, and you have to wait about three seconds for it to you know recharge, and you do it again. So pretty much you're just watching your Pokemon go around, fight other Pokemon, and you're um, choosing which moves to do. Which sounds very very simplistic and very you know not a lot to it. Um, but as you kind of keep going through the game, basically you are getting different materials and items that you can use to upgrade and make the stats better for your Pokemon. After every encounter, you're leveling up your Pokemon to make them stronger, just like the main games. And then I think really the main progression is there's lots of different quests that you're constantly completing as you're, um, as you're going through the game. So like defeat a certain amount of, you know, poison Pokemon, uh, use a fire attack over a hundred times. So simple um, tasks like that, that you're working towards. And then you are using the food that you find, like little materials um, to basically melt together like a soup in a pot. <laughs> and like you have to place a certain set number of expeditions before that pot is ready. And then the soup will attract a new Pokemon into your park that basically you kind of capture or like a friend joins your party. Yeah. And he basically joins your party and then you can, you know, go through two Pokemon and you can have three Pokemon in your party at a time. And you basically just go through areas, you know, doing little attacks and stuff. And it's pretty simplistic, but, um, I will say the progression and it feels pretty fun so far, which is something I've appreciated, but it definitely does feel like a mobile game. Like once you get about an hour in, you kind of hit that wall of like, all right, well, if I want to keep progressing, I have to wait for my, battery to recharge so i can keep playing or you know pay microtransactions to bypass it and keep on playing so it's definitely kind of got that free to play you know quirks to it yeah. but it is pretty cool like it it i'm kind of impressed with what what it is so far you know in a week or a month you know i think if we're still playing it that will be the true testament but i don't know it's it's definitely kind of cool yeah, and I think the coolest part is actually not only do you upgrade your Pokemon just by kind of going on these missions and having them choosing attacks for them, but then you gain different resources that uh, you actually apply to your Pokemon, almost like badges that you stick on them. Yeah. And so it'll give you more power or more defense or there's time there's certain uh, meters that'll like make your attacks go faster or make your attacks stronger. Um, 
And so that seems really There's customizable. There's some customization for sure, yeah. Um, which is which is um, pretty neat. And then also it gives you a reason to like maybe go back through and replay some of those levels. It's kind of grindy, like, oh, I need a, I need another defense badge or I need another type of this um, thing mm. for a certain Pokemon. So I'll go s- just go replay that level again. Um, so it gets yeah, a little like, grindy. The game um, even kind of describes itself as like a loot-based game where you're just doing missions just to get, you know, good badges and stuff to yeah. equip on your guys. Yeah, but uh, I played it and I was not expecting very much because they announced it was a mobile title and I was like, oh, it has kind of a cute aesthetic, but probably won't be very fun. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it thought I would. Like, it wasn't a, like a deeper game that I was like, oh my gosh, I love this by any means, but it I had a good time for what it was and I'm curious to see what happens. Like you said, I think the test will be in a couple of weeks if we keep playing this or, you know, when it comes out in mobile at the end of June in like a month, if we'll download it on our phone and be like, yeah, I want to continue my quest. Yeah. And I'm sure this will probably link together with the phone version. I know yeah. Pokemon, I think shuffle did that, which was another free to play Pokemon game that came to 3ds as well as uh, smartphones. Um, and I will say something I do appreciate so far is, um, all the little little touches in this game that like really kind of call back to the original Pokemon games. Like every single Pokemon when they first appear, like will do its original like Game Boy like eight bit like cry sound effect. Yeah. And so like hearing all those sound effects again, you know, brings me back to you know when I was first playing those games. And so that that's a really nice little touch. And then um, as I've kind of gotten to some of the you know the third I think the third world where it kind of bumps up the difficulty a little bit. I mean, you do have to really kind of plan out your uh, which Pokemon you're taking in and what attacks you're using um, because it does take, like, the effectiveness of types into effect, which is cool because, you know, Pokemon Go didn't really do that. Most of the Pokemon free-to-play games, like Pokemon Shuffle and stuff, doesn't matter what Pokemon you're using. It's just whatever. And uh, this one, it does. It does make a pretty big difference, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I was getting wrecked and that was because I was using two fire Pokemon and I was fighting all water Pokemon in the stage. So you do have to kind of respect your team and make sure you're using, you know, something that's more effective against water and stuff. So there's, I think a little bit more depth as you kind of get more into it, but yeah, I, hitting that, you know, barrier where it's, you just have to say, all right, well you have to wait and play and there's no catching Pokemon in the game, which is one of yeah, the best things about Pokemon. Yeah, you just kind of you're just, yeah, pretty much waiting for a loot box to appear that randomly gives you a Pokemon. Like, there's no really rhyme or reason to it. So, um, it's still fun getting new Pokemon. Like, that's still fun. But, I mean, the whole reason Pokemon Go is popular is because catching the Pokemon is so fun. And as we're going to talk about here in a minute, Pokemon Let's Go is really leaning into that. <laughs> the whole catching Pokemon with the Pokeball. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's a cool game. Uh, it's out on the eShop now. Uh, it f- definitely feels, like we said, like a mobile game. So doesn't feel quite as great on switch but it makes sense why they put it out there now yeah. because anything pokemon mm-hmm. will do well do well and um, yeah my hour playing on tv mode is i did it for about 10 minutes i'm like this is terrible because you're moving around like a basically a little like pointer on the screen to yes. select different buttons like it's totally made for a touch so i just took my switch off i even popped the controllers off and it was just playing on the tablet itself and that felt really good like it's made for touch screen controls yeah. so it is nice as a handheld game or you know have open while you're, you know, maybe playing something, you know, on your PlayStation or watching Netflix or something. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, it'd be perfect for something like yeah. that. This is really the only free-to-play game on the Switch, so it's yeah. going to be huge. It's going to um, get a lot of people interested. Like, people aren't playing, you know, Fortnite or all these other big free-to-play games on Switch, so this is going to get a download from a lot of people. 
Probably. Uh, search Pokemon Quest on Switch. I know when I went on the eShop, it didn't. I didn't see it on the front page. I had to search for it. So it's probably yeah. on the news section as well. But moving on, uh, the next game they talked about is they showed a, I think like a three-minute trailer for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And this, oh my goodness, watching this trailer just got <laughs> me so excited. Like It was a really well-made trailer, and it yes. had a lot of meat in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what was the coolest part? Or, I mean, obviously, these are remasters of Pokemon Yellow, basically. Um, it's not like a huge graphical leap. It's kind of... Uh, the style almost looks like Pokemon Go, like the pretty simple 3D yeah. aesthetic. Or even um, kind of like po- Pokemon Sun and Moon or X and Y, just like HD, like, you know, looks a little more sharper and stuff. But yes. same, similar art style. Similar I'm art pretty style. sure the Pokemon are the same assets from Pokemon Go that they made. Um, yeah, so I think like, so. They, look... they, they aren't like super textured or realistic or anything. They still look very similar to like what you've seen in Pokemon Go, which makes sense because this game, you know, is a, you know, partner with Pokemon Go, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, but what was the what? What got you most excited from just this trailer, dude? Like this trailer, like it just hits you with like four or five different like announcements about what makes this game unique, and it's like all of them were so excited. So I just going, whoa! Oh my gosh! Oh! Oh my! Oh! Like it was awesome. But I think for me, uh, the most exciting thing that I saw was um, co-op multiplayer in Pokemon. Like this was something that's never really been in a Pokemon game, like that people have wanted for so long. Like I remember just being so frustrated every time I bought a Pokemon game and I would never be able to share it with my brothers and sisters because there was only one save file. Like I would start a game and I didn't want my, you know, anyone else playing on my file. And so they would have to go buy their own game and then we'd have to, you know, link up and do all these things. But it appears that playing co-op on Pokemon Let's Go is as easy as just someone else picking up a controller. It could even be a single Joy-Con and they can just instantly drop in and play Pokemon with me and use their own Pokemon, access their own Pokemon, you they know, have capture their own Pokemon trainer. battle. Yeah. And they have their mm-hmm. own trainer they can customize and everything. And so like, it's almost kind of like, I feel like animal crossing in a way where, you know, animal crossing games, you can have three or four different villagers in your city and you know, they all kind of share that same world. It's sharing the same world with other people on your console. Just, you can adventure and roam around and battle together at the same time yeah like, but you can, this seems you can amazing. do it at the same time which is really really cool and i'm think i you make a good point with animal crossing because that makes me think because this which is such a focus on multiplayer it'll probably do a similar thing which just got me excited for whenever they do yeah. animal crossing i mean but the whole, they have you can control the entire game with one joy con like you move with just one stick and using the the face buttons on there and so you can literally bring this game anywhere pop open the you know on tabletop mode pop up both controllers and boom both persons playing by just holding you know one joy con with their left or right hand like yeah. awesome yeah exactly um so i wanted to quickly run through kind of the other things they announced um in it uh so capturing one of the big things uh capturing basically to throw pokemon you will either like kind of use the joy con to make like a throwing motion so you can use the motion controls but if you don't like that uh, it also said you can use buttons i was reading further and you can use buttons and as well so you have the option if you really hate motion controls yeah or if you're playing in handheld mode yeah if you're playing in handheld mode it doesn't work work out or something like that um so that's cool uh they are integrate the pokemon go integration basically any Pokemon that you catch in Pokemon Go, uh, you can transfer over into your Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. 
game. Um, it didn't say exactly how that would work or what level they would be at or anything like that. Because obviously, um... I know, it seems seems kind of too good to be true. Like if someone has caught you know 150 Pokemon and have caught multiple legendary Pokemon, does that mean like day one Pokemon Let's Go comes out, you can just have an entire Pokedex filled out with OP Pokemon? Like, I think that would break the game, but. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So they, there'll, there'll they be might, some connectivity. It might be like once you get past a certain point in the game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know they've done that point. in the past with you have to the Pokemon unlock it, Bank like, and in post game. Yeah, yeah. I imagine they'll have some kind of safeguard in there, so you can't just have like a level, you know, eighty uh, dragon in there, or Mewtwo <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that yeah. you just wipe the game with. Um, so that's neat as well. Um, like you talked, we already talked about multiplayer, which looks really, really neat. Um, and uh, just, was there anything else you wanted to shout out? Yeah, I mean, they have a brand new Pokeball controller coming out. With this oh, game, yeah, that's right. I forgot looked, about that. looked really, really unique. It, it was literally just called the Pokeball Joy-Con controller. And so it's, you know, a roughly, you know, realistic Poke, Pokeball. You know, it's like about the size of a tennis ball. You hold it in your hand, and it has basically the little like white button on the front of Pokeball. That's basically like a small little joystick, and so you can literally use this controller to play the game where you move that joystick around and you know, to move your character or navigate through menus. And then on the top of the Pokeball is like basically just like a built-in little pressure uh, sensor or button that you can basically just squeeze the Pokeball to select things. So you can literally play the whole game just oh, holding wow. like a Pokeball in one hand, which. It's super like unique and like super like only Nintendo, you know, would have, would have thought to make a literal Pokeball controller that you can play the entire game with. And then, you know, obviously it has all the motion in there as well as uh, special sound effects and like vibrations. So like, you know, you throw it, you capture a Pikachu, you throw the Pokeball, the Pokeball will like rumble in your hand to like match, you know, the Pokemon trying to escape. And if you catch it, it'll make like a special sound effect. And then, you know, go like Pikachu. And like, you know, you actually feel like you really caught that Pokemon. Oh, in so your it hands. has like the HD rumble in the controller. Yeah, it has the HD rumble as well as like sound, like a sound uh, thing. So like it'll make that Pokemon's like sound when you catch it and stuff like that as well. Um, so just really, really cool idea. And they also said this will work with Pokemon Go. So like kind of like how they released like a Pokemon Go kind of like bracelet. like The Poke um, Walker is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, the um, Pokewalker. They they said it's that this will do the same thing. Um, it has a Pokewalker included, so you can put your Pokemon in there and take it with you when you don't have your Switch, or and then bring them back or put the Pokemon from you catching Pokemon Go in your game. And they said it'll do certain bonuses and stuff like that for your yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, and it has a uh, like little pedometer too, so it'll track your steps. And so, you know, one thing that always kind of bummed me when I played Pokemon Go was like the hatching the eggs you have to like walk a certain amount of like miles or whatever and it never really tracked very accurately for me like i would walk all around a park and it would like not even go up like it just didn't track my location very well so like this looks like kind of a replacement for that like hey if you bring this pokeball around your backpack as you go around the day you don't even have to have pokemon go on but the next time you turn the app on it'll track all that distance and help hatch your eggs and then you can put specific pokemon load them into the pokeball so like you know, if I load in a Gengar into my Pokeball and take it out to wherever and I bring it out and show it to my friend at a restaurant, it'll like make like a little sound effect and you can hear Gengar in there. And so it's kind of like this whole virtual pet thing. And the original Pokewalker, you know, came out early 2000s. I remember when my friends had one it linked with, I think it was Pokemon Crystal or something like that. Like yeah. they had, they've kind of experimented with this technology before, but 
But yeah, super cool. Like this Poke- Pokeball controller does does a lot, and I could, I mean, I think it's going to sell probably 50, 60 bucks for one of these, and they are. Nintendo's going to make so much money. Like every kid is going to buy will. a Switch. They're going to get this yeah. game, and they're going to get the Pokeball controller, and like they're just going to make hundreds of dollars yeah. on each customer. <laughs> that'll be, I mean, that'll be really nice for hatching eggs too, because like one of the reasons I never got in it got into the end game of Pokemon, which is like hatching eggs and getting the mm-hmm. perfect IVs and breeds and all of that stuff that I don't quite understand is because I. To hatch Pokemon, you have to take a certain amount of steps in Pokemon games. So I remember spending like 20 minutes just riding my bike back and forth on this path. And it was yeah. so boring. And I was like, I can't do this. I, I'm I'm over it. So if I can just put it in my pocket and do it in everyday life and hopefully help hatch eggs and help me kind of in the end game of Pokemon, that would be really neat. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to hear what you think, Nathan, about the change to the battle system that is in this game. Um, they did kind of show in the gameplay trailers that when you find wild Pokemon, um, they are not hidden in bushes with random encounters anymore. It's just like Pokemon Go where you see the 3D models of the Pokemon, you know, in the wilderness and you just bump into them and it starts to encounter for you to catch them. And then when you do a wild Pokemon encounter, you don't actually battle them. Like you're not using attacks to try to get them down to, you know, one HP so you can catch them. It's literally just like Pokemon Go where it'll have the level and what the CP of the Pokemon is and you're just really throwing Pokeballs and using items to try to catch it. Like there's no battle system for wild Pokemon. Um, Do you think that's, you know, a good thing, a bad thing? Are you excited to see kind of that grindy aspect go away and make it a little more casual friendly or what do you think? Um, So I'm excited that they don't have kind of the random just randomly getting attacked by pokemon um and where you can actually see it on the screen like back when pokemon was first released that every single rpg you played basically you just kind of wander through the world and you just have a random encounter like you a lot of times you wouldn't see your actual enemy before you ran into them but since then rpg games have progressed and even jrpgs um almost all games have it where you can see you know, you can be like, oh, see I what's see coming up. this yeah. encounter over the year and I can go around it if I don't want to battle it or something like that. So that makes a lot of sense. They experimented with that, um, like in the remakes of Alpha Sapphire, where you could use like the Poke Finder to kind of see Pokemon. Um, oh, yeah. You could go catch and stuff as well. So I think that's awesome. Um, the fact that you don't battle Pokemon to bring them down, um, I understand why they're doing it, but it does make me a little sad because I always enjoyed that aspect of one, like, kind of grinding if i wanted to make my pokemon level up a lot before i was doing a gym or something like that it was an easy Mm -hmm. way to be able to be like all right i fought all the trainers in this area i can need to level up my pokemon a little bit more before i'm ready um so that's nice that was always nice and then also like i always kind of enjoyed the like oh my gosh how much should i attack it how much should i try and bring it down should i try and put it to sleep before that extra layer of strategy yeah it had an extra layer of strategy before i started chucking pokeballs or master ball or not masters balls but (laughs) ultra balls at it or whatever it was um so yeah i added an extra layer of depth and strategy and sometimes you'd be like oh no like you accidentally killed it or something like that and i was Mm. kind of always really frustrating yeah (laughs) yeah so um i'll definitely miss that but i'm i'm curious to see uh how this system actually works and if there's any other like if there's any way to still grind if you want to keep um yeah for sure because you can they did show the battle system, you know, is still there and it's only for like trainer battles. So like when you go fight, you know, the bug catcher or, you know, the gym leader, like you will use your Pokemon's attacks and have the normal battle system there. They're just removing it from the wild encounters, which, 
bring up a good point. Like, how are you going to kind of grind and like level up your characters? Like, is it going to be a whole different leveling system or like maybe there'll be like gyms where you can just go in any time to do real battles so you can level up that way instead of wild Pokemon. Um, they'll have to switch things around a little bit, but it is definitely they kind of announced this game as this is more for a casual market. This is yes. to draw in those 800 million people who downloaded Pokemon Go and recapture all those people who played that because we capture even like a fourth of the original audience of Pokemon Go. Like this is going to be the best slime video game of all time. Like so. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see that they're making these changes to make it a little more casual. I think a lot of Pokemon fans would have been kind of upset um, about this as exciting as you know a lot of people are uh or excited as a lot of people are for this game but as they you said they announced a another brand new pokemon game coming next year (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah i'm i'm i mean i i for me i feel like it's too early to say like to say like oh no i'm really upset that they took that out or removed that i want to know more Mm -hmm. about how that actually works before i have a full opinion one way or another but um i'm interested to see what happens and i think uh it does make a lot of sense to try and draw in a more casual market but i'm sure like every pokemon game they always kind of have depths of layer and i'm sure mm-hmm. this will have other layers of strategy for people who want a more yeah. hardcore pokemon experience like, as well they didn't really show anything about the online experience like yeah, we don't exactly. know if we can play online multiplayer with other people or with the online battling or yeah. you know what any of that inter- I'm, interface I'm I'm like, hoping so. like I mean obviously the switch is so portable I'm hoping not only can you play Pokemon Go co-op or Pokemon but let's go Pikachu co-op but you can also just be like hey let's we're hanging out let's just do a battle between you and me right now and I'm sure that'll be um in a in an integration as well and so I think yeah I'm really curious to know more about that um and I was so funny. I was talking to Ashley because I love Pokemon Stadium on 64. And so I was like, mm-hmm. Ashley, if this game comes out, like we already have to set the rules. Like I'm going to pick my six Pokemon and you have to be in a different part of the room <laughs> and then we'll switch out. And then you, you can't look at what Pokemon and so running for first and stuff like that. So um, I'm really, really excited that they're, they're drawing my nostalgia and your, your nostalgia heart. And yeah, um, it's going to be in Kanto, probably the sure. original 150, Plus mm-hmm. a new Pokemon they tease at the end of the game. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, they said that Pokemon is a never-before-seen Pokemon. So it's a completely no Pokemon. We have no idea what it is. but um, yeah, That's for all the Kanto naysayers who say, we don't want just their 150. They're like, yeah. oh, there's a new one in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But No, I, I love the Kanto Pokemon. Um, it's a lot more manageable. Um, you know, I only have to worry about 150 Pokemon. And some you can work towards a lot easier to, to complete. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be crazy to get all 800 or yeah. whatever. Well, it is and now, the, so. the original tagline for Pokemon was got to catch them all. And they kind of had to move away from that throughout as they, <laughs> because it became, impossible. because it became, <laughs> they had like 750 Pokemon and catching them all took like three, 400 hours or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't feasible for someone who just wanted to play through the game. And just like Pokemon go, the focus of this game is on the catching Pokemon. Like, you know, you're, the whole Pokemon controller and interface, you know, it's all built for throwing Pokeballs, catching Pokemon, and enjoying that experience. So, yeah, I'm really excited. The co-op looks really, really cool. I, I hope that that is a pretty in-depth feature. And um, I could see uh, myself playing a lot of this game multiplayer. And, um, yeah, the, the box art also looks really cool, too. It's a very classic feel. It almost feels like some of the original, like, box art for red and blue and yellow and stuff. So, um, 
I, I really um, appreciate that as well. So yeah. yeah, I'm in. I'm excited for this game. Yeah, and uh, the last note I wanted to mention about this is uh, they said if you pick Pokemon and Pikachu or Pikachu or Eevee edition, um, basically Pikachu and Eevee will. F- not follow you around like Pokemon Yellow, but they'll either sit on your shoulder or sit on your head the whole game. So <laughs> you'll you'll have that actual Pokemon that you'll get to see the whole game, which I know a lot of people really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the and, last game. And there were some there were some big Pokemon that were written in the trailer too. Like you were finally flying on a Charizard. I've wanted to fly on a Charizard for so long and actually see you know not just like a Pidgey, but like flying on a real Charizard you know character model. And I think he was riding an Onix and a Lapras at one point. So. There will be a lot of interaction between, I think, you and the Pokemon. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw Pikachu dressed up in like a little outfit. So like, I think you're going to be able to customize and uh, uh, some of your Pokemon as well. I'm sure you will. I know. Gosh, what was it? I think it was Alpha Sapphire. I had that that I played that had like this whole Pokemon like clothes tournament where you like had to dress <laughs> up your Pokemon in different outfits and then enter them into contests to win certain items and stuff like. Like it was basically a. Uh, a uh, fashion, fashion cont- show yeah fashion show yeah. exactly <laughs> so i'm sure that there'll be something like that as well uh yeah, but sure. i'm sure we'll probably hear a little bit more and get some more details at e3 in a couple weeks um but this was a great trailer to yeah. to start out and get us excited i yeah. just definitely check out the trailer it's a really well-made trailer it's yeah kind of remind me of the original like pokemon go trailer that just like everyone's like what this looks awesome so yeah really really well done and it comes out november november 18th? 16th uh 16th 2018 so So the other thing that this probably means is that smash bros is probably definitely coming out in september because pokemon is the november game for nintendo so that made me like just even more excited to to hear that hopefully confirmed at e3 in a couple weeks but yeah that's awesome as well yeah i mean getting a new smash bros and a new pokemon game you know in this year for the switch is yeah, Huge. if there's any like... <laughs> way to follow up on having Zelda and Mario release in the same year for year one of the Switch, this is the way to do it with Smash yeah. Bros. and Pokemon. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Pokemon and Smash like the other two out of the top four best-selling Nintendo franchises? Like, it's pretty sure it's like Mario, Pokemon, Zelda, then Smash. So Something like... like that. I know Mario Kart is like crazy high as well. Oh, true, um, yeah. But... But yeah, that, those gotten... are all like in the top five of like best selling and yeah. reasons to get a a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so, so really within about a year and a half, two years, like we've seen every a big, really awesome you know release for every major Nintendo franchise, which is sweet. Like that's never happened before. So yeah, it's very exciting. Um, the last thing uh, we mentioned it before, but uh, the last thing they announced uh, they announced it on Twitter. I know is. The, they're working on a new Pokemon RPG uh, that's going to be planned to come out in the second half of 2019. So this is probably a new generation. Hopefully, I think they'll maybe spend a little more time updating the art style and how everything mm-hmm. works with that. And it'll be curious to see what that looks like after we play Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu and what changes take into effect. But if you're yeah. sad that you're only getting basically remasters of games, don't worry. This is also coming. Yeah, so this is going to be probably all all brand new, like all new Pokemon, all new, you know, area and everything. This is going to be your giant Pokemon game um, that, you know, Pokemon fans really look forward to that come out every couple of years. Um, and this is, I think, going to be more of your traditional hardcore um, Pokemon experience. While, you know, Let's Go is definitely, you know, making a lot of different changes. Um, while it still is a core you know, Pokemon RPG experience, it's 
you know, a lot more casual. There's not as much battling and different things like that. You know, it's more focused on the fun catching aspect and co-op. I think this is going to be your big single-player Pokemon game with hundreds of different Pokemon with all new ones. And like you said, hopefully a brand new art style and stuff too that um, changes changes things up. So. Yeah, yeah. So let us know on our Twitter at hey listen underscore stories underscore, underscore games excuse me <laughs> uh, what you think of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are you excited does this interest make you want to buy a Switch more are you upset that this is the direction they're going with Pokemon um, and uh, yeah send us your thoughts on Twitter we'd love to chat about you uh pokemon with you on there i would love to chat with someone who's upset because like i feel like there's something for everyone in this in one of these announcements you know like at least one of these three games hopefully you you are excited for so yeah exactly exactly cool well then let's finish off our time with what we've been playing uh this last week so jeff um you want to talk what have you been playing um so i just picked up ikaruga on the switch today which is a um classic shoot 'em up game from uh treasure and it was uh, kind of ported over and released by uh, Nicholas on the uh, on the Switch. And so it came out today. And this is kind of one of the most highly revered, I guess, kind of shoot 'em up kind of bullet hell games like ever released. And holy cow, I forgot. How, I mean, I knew this game was hard, but like I can't even get past the second level right now. It's it's that hard. Uh, so it's definitely very, very challenging. Uh, but it's only 15 bucks on the eShop. Um, and if you like shoot 'em up games are all vertical scrolling shooters, like definitely check this game out. It has a really cool mechanic where you are basically switching between either like light or dark. And if you are like make your ship white, like for the light side, you can absorb any enemy projectiles that are white. And if you switch over to uh, the dark side, you can um, absorb any like dark missiles and energy that's going. So it's kind of this fun dance of you know moving around, dodging enemies, shooting enemies, as well as switching back and forth uh, between light and dark to you know dodge and absorb different missiles and not die and be more most effective. So really, really fun. The music's really, really good too. It's a classic um, Japanese shoot 'em up game. So um, yeah, ha- having fun with that. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool like remaster. They. Um, added in some some new features and modes and it actually saves a replay of every run that you do which i've never really seen an arcade game do that before so i think that's that's pretty cool too you can go back and rewatch every single you know gameplay run oh, that wow. you've done and level you've played so that's, yeah that's that's cool like, that is really it's, cool it's not even an option it just automatically records everything and you can go back and watch it how much is it so, do you remember? it's only 15 bucks 15 so bucks okay definitely a very fair priced game it originally came out on the Dreamcast and then uh, got ported to GameCube. And I think it got ported on the, the Xbox 360 arcade, but we haven't really seen it since then. It's so about 10 years. So uh, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there who have not not played it. So um, if you're looking for a challenging shoot 'em up game, this is one of the one of the best ones out there. So yeah, Ikaruga is its name. It's on the eShop, just came out today. So definitely check it out. You can play it in tape mode as well, which is cool. So you can, you know, take your switch off and you know set it vertically and play it that way too so oh it's pretty cool cool yeah because a lot of those you know old arcade shoot up games were designed you know for a screen like it's arcade yeah like an arcade cabinet yeah so it's always cool to see um a feature like that you know get get knocked in there as well um yeah yeah. so that's been fun but um i think the main thing i wanted to talk about is um i've been messing around a lot more with nintendo labo you know it's been out for about a month now and you know i my initial kind of impressions were there's some really cool stuff. The technology is really fun. 
um, to see when you're putting it together, but I don't know, you know, how interesting it's going to be a month from now. Um, I just have to say, I've been using it with um, my students in my classroom, um, you know, with eight, nine, 10 year olds. And gosh, they've just been like, every single kid has just loved every aspect of Labo. Like they've built the fishing rod and the motorbike and uh, the RC car and put together the different pieces. And they'd love putting it together. Like it's super interactive. Um, any kid like can do it. Like it's, I kind of, you know, was watching over a couple of them, but every single, you know, different kid could do it. It wasn't, you know, just the people who are really good with Legos. So like it really scales to really any difficulty level. And the interactive games are super fun. Like the kids are like fighting over, like, you know, who gets to try the fishing rod game next and catch the biggest fish. And, um, I even had like uh, we had an event in my school where a bunch of parents came by and toured the rooms, and I set out the label stuff. And like even the reception from like every parent who walked in was just like, "Oh, this is so cool! Like, how does this work?" And "Oh, this is awesome! Hey, everyone, come like come check this out!" So like, I have seen nothing but like amazingly, overwhelmingly positive reception from like not only kids but like as well as like parents as well. So like, I think Nintendo has really hit a really cool goldmine here, and um, it's definitely something that's going to keep continuing for I think many many years and like it's something that like I said kids and parents are both totally into right now and like I could see myself continue to use like in an educational environment too because it teaches a lot of cool coding and problem solving and then you know you have all the different mini games and things that you can do on them um, as well so yeah definitely really positive if you have you know kids or you work with kids definitely um you know, consider getting one of these, um, kits because it's, it's really, really cool. And, you know, kids just absolutely dig it. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Cool. Sounds, sounds like good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have been playing, I, the game I really want to talk about is I finished and beat God of War this last weekend. Yeah. saw that on Twitter. You were streaming it, right? Yeah. I streamed it. Uh, I think I streamed like the last five hours of the game or five hours i played the game or something like that on friday and i think that video archive should be up on our youtube if you want to check it out um i'll watch it after i finish it because no spoilers. yeah yeah, no spoilers (laughs) no spoilers or anything like that but finish the game uh really enjoyed my time with it i think one of the overall takeaways i had of it is i went i had stopped playing god of war for like maybe a week and a half or a couple weeks Mm -hmm. or something like that started playing and usually that's kind of like i get to a certain point in the game where i'm like all right i've had a lot of fun with it but i'm kind of get starting to get ready to move on um so i did stop playing it for like a week or two and i went back to it and i was like oh yeah i remember and i kind of remembered what i was doing and got back invested in the story and then right as i was like okay i think i'm i'm ready to get back i finished the game and so it has (laughs) like the length of the game is it has really really good story pacing and then the length of the game it's not too long um where it feels like it's dragging on forever and ever. And even I did most of the side quests in the game, like not every single mm-hmm. one, but I did most of them before I actually finished the game. And those all felt really rewarding. And I really enjoyed doing each one. Like I felt like I learned more about the two characters and the other characters in the game as well. Just from doing those side quests, I wasn't just doing them to level up Kratos um, yeah. or, or anything like that as well. I was That's doing cool. it because I enjoyed it. So really really positive impressions overall uh i think overall did the story like impress you and the way it like wrapped things up um it wrapped so it wrapped things up pretty well it didn't pay off it didn't pay off in the way i was expecting like what i kind of was expecting to happen in the story it ended up going in a different direction which was a little bit disappointing um 
but it did a pretty good job of kind of wrapping everything up. Um, I still had a couple questions, but there's a lot of stuff in the actual lore that you find um, that I think kind of answers some of those questions hmm. and goes deeper, which is do always... Think, do you yeah, think like, they're going to do like a single player DLC? I, or do you think it's kind of like a done, finished product? Like <laughs> I, I have really heard that they didn't, that they weren't going to add a single player DLC. Um, they totally could, but I think they're probably going to save what they're going to do for the actual the next God of War game. Like a sequel, okay. yeah, for a sequel versus doing a single play. They versus doing a single player DLC. Do but, you think we'll see a sequel for the PS4? Oh, God, <laughs> like I'm how many years say, do you think it'll take? See, like it's two 20, years, maybe. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes, but it might also come out on the PS5. And the reason I say yes is because they already have the engine in place, so hopefully, like creating that all that stuff doesn't take as long mm-hmm. so it should it should take less time to make the game and i think they kind of know where they want to go with the next story they have that plotted out it seems like um mm-hmm. and so i think they could make a sequel in another two or three years and release it as a swan song for the ps4 or as yeah. kind of like a swan song for the ps4 but also comes out for the ps5 um something something along those lines so i'll, cool. I'll say yes but yeah, really enjoyed my time with it. Um, uh, I think the when the reviews first came out, like everyone was like ten of ten, and some people were like, "Oh my gosh, it's like the game of the generation." I think it's not quite there for me. Like, it's not. I wouldn't say it's the best video game I've played in the last three years or the last four years or something like that. Um, but I did really, really enjoy it and had a lot of fun with it. And awesome. uh, I saw Sony announced. Uh, recently that it'll be going on sale for 50 bucks so 10 bucks off uh during oh, nice. in a couple weeks so that'll be a good time That's to good. get it if you're looking to pick it up yeah um do you think they should bring back the director of this game for the next one because originally they've kind of switched game directors for every god of war game like god of war one two and three all had a different director who kind of brought their own spin mm-hmm. and then for this game they brought back the original director of god of war 2 cory balrog and and uh do you think they'll They'll keep him on. Do you want to see him continue the story? Or do you want to see someone else kind of take a spin at the the next arc? Um, gosh, you know, I'm, I want to, I think he would do a great job, like continuing the story. Um, but I'm really curious to see, like, if they, the big, one of the biggest things about this game is that had like the one shot camera where it didn't cut at all the whole game. And so I'm curious to see if they brought in a new director or, like, do they have to continue that style with this? Yeah, at least yeah, with for sure. Future sequels and stuff like that. Will they do the same thing? I kind of feel like if they do a director immediate sequel, which um, they kind of tease, uh, they almost have to do that because it's that style of game. So I yeah, I'd that's kind of what it's see... known for almost at this point. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. So I'd be curious to see how they address um, those concerns and what they do with that. But I okay. I think he'd do a great job. Um, cool. We'll yeah, that's good, good to hear. Yeah. So. That's got a war. The only other game I want to shout out is uh, this one's for you, Jeffrey. I've been playing more 2K18 <laughs> uh, NBA playoffs. Like As you on. do every year. In, As uh, I do May, every June. year. I'm up to 125 <laughs> hours of it on my Switch. So it's wow. only 15 hours behind Zelda is my most played yeah. game on my Switch. So Do you play it on handheld or TV? Uh, I play it mostly on handheld. Like probably 80% handheld, 20% TV. Huh, crazy. Um, I've been uh, recently. I've been rebuilding. I did an expansion franchise. I'm rebuilding with the Seattle Supersonics, and I'm uh, trying to yeah, rebuild that team awesome. My GM mode. So okay, I have, to, I have to come over and play a couple games with your Sonics team now. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. That's cool. Do you play 2K while you're watching NBA? Um, I was playing. So I was watching the NBA the other night, and I would like 
pl- I'll play like during commercial breaks and stuff like that sometimes. Gotcha. So, yeah. Cool. So, anyways, uh, th- did you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, not really. I, I'm uh, I'm excited for Pokemon. Uh, I was kind of on the fence, you know, hearing all the rumors and what would be the next Pokemon game. I'm like, you know, a bunch of my friends get it. I'll probably get the next Pokemon game. But after seeing this direction they're taking with, you know, making it really a co-op experience and the focus of making it a little more um, casual, taking out more of the grinding, just focusing on the fun part of capturing and stuff and exploring. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm in for, for uh, Pokemon and I'm even, you know, playing this little free to play one for now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. And I think it's awesome that it's, you know, it's doing this and, you know, I, my favorite video game franchise probably ever is probably smash bros. And we're getting that this year as well. So I'm just, really excited to be a, a switch owner right now yes. because outside of spider-man and the ps4 i'm not really looking forward to much on the ps4's horizon uh so it's good to have uh, a couple you know other games to be looking forward to this fall yeah there, there's a lot of good games coming out this year so save your money boys and girls hopefully <laughs> those yes. wallets don't explode too much and uh, we'll look forward to hearing more about Pokemon, hopefully, at E3. To uh, yep. end the show this week, we are going to leave you with the Pokemon Go original uh, OST theme from the original game. So it's kind of like the walking map theme. So nice. enjoy, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. Have a great week. Bye.